welcome to Living Ardently. I'm your host, Adrian Garaldi, and today we have another guest, a guest that um, a friend of mine that I made through the internet, social media, all that stuff. This is Koji De Ramos. He is a missionary for the Culture Project, and he's going to be talking about the Culture Project today and chastity and all that stuff. And this is two Filipinos, some wine, and a good time. So <laughs> let's get into it. So, Koji, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. Super excited to be here. Um, just apologizing in advance. I'm currently in my parents' house uh, in California. Um, so, my mom may or may not make a guest appearance. <laughs> um, so, it's something to look forward to, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm doing great. Doing great. I'm enjoying this California weather for sure. I bet. I miss... When I went to visit California, the thing I love the most about it is the fact that it's always such a good temperature, no matter what time of the year it is. And mm-hmm. I wish that was the same for Florida, but that's not the case. Right now, it's like 99. It feels like 200 <laughs> like, Dang. after the humidity. It doesn't really feel like yeah. 200, but you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, it's just really gross stepping outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it is hot here, like. Mm-hmm. These past few days have been like really hot, especially in the noontime. But yeah, I mean, I'm grateful that we don't have humidity, like yeah. barely any. So, yeah. but it gets cool <laughs> at night, right? Like at night, it's it like seventies, right? Low seventies. Yeah, 70s. especially if you go to the beach, like closer to the beach. Um, it's like I was in, the in San 60s Diego. There. Yeah, I was in San Diego like a couple days ago, and like I was like, oh, I should have brought a jacket at night. Like it's, you just <laughs> never know. You just never know. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's that's, that's awesome. But um, it's funny that you, you meant like as we're recording this, I'm actually also at my house. And mm-hmm. um, usually I record when everyone's like asleep or away for work yeah. or sometimes I record in my office. But today I'm recording and everybody's here right now. It seems like everybody's asleep, but I might have some like noise in the background here as well. So will be interesting to hear all that. So. Not just you. And my neighbors are cutting their grass, so if you hear that, sorry. You got to live with our audio. Make what you can do. We're yeah. recording across the country. Like, he's in California. I'm in Florida. And here we are recording a podcast together. Like, who knew this would be possible yeah. back in the 90s? Oh, for real. <laughs> so what are you drinking there, man? I'm drinking some red wine. You know, just um, Cabernet Sauvignon. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, it was buy one get one free at Publix, which is our, <laughs> which is our grocery store here in the South. Okay, in, I mean in Florida, it's our our pride and joy is Publix. Nice. So if you ever ever if, if you ever come down to Florida, you have to go get a pub sub from Publix. It is pub sub. Yeah. Okay. It is the thing right. to get one here. It's our it's our delicacy. That and alligator, but you know. Oh okay. Nice, nice. I've had alligator before, like a deep fried alligator, I think, and turtle, I think, when I was in Florida. Oh, really? So, mm-hmm. not the biggest fan. Um, I never had it. But you've you've done more than I have. Really? I've never had it. So. Dang. Well, I'm a tourist, so you got to try it all. So. Yeah, of course, of course. What are you drinking, Goji? Yeah. I'm drinking a Da Vinci Chianti, oh. 2017. Nice. Um, yeah. I mean, whenever I'm home, there's, I mean, it's all, Filipino homes are always on, st- 
on de- on deck. Like everything's always stocked up. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it's always, always stocked, always loaded. Right. So Koji, you work for the Culture Project, yeah? Yep, that's right. But but before actually before we get into that, give me a little backstory of you know just who you are, where you came from, mm-hmm. all that stuff. You said you were born in the Philippines, right? Yeah, so I was born and raised in the Philippines. Um, very, yeah, um, born and raised Catholic. Went to Catholic school all my life. Well, not all my life. All my life while in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Um, moved to California when I was 12 in 2002. Um, 2003. Oh, 2003. Yeah, my mom's here. Um, <laughs> moved, um, <laughs> moved here in 2003. Yeah, that makes sense. I've been telling people 2002. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. It's been a while. My whole life. But yeah, moved, yeah moved here in 2003. And yeah, uh, just lived a pretty normal life here in California. It was a pretty crazy uh, culture shock coming from like all boys Catholic school to public school. I remember um, I saw like kids making out for the first time and I got home and I told my mom, (laughs) um, I was like, mom, these kids are like French kissing. And she was like really shocked and she called the school (laughs) <laughs> to kind of like oh, complain no. I guess yeah and then <laughs> the lady on the other side of the phone just kind of like laughed and said welcome to America um, <laughs> so that was yeah that was a culture shock for me um and yeah it was it was crazy but then um yeah I uh I just kind of like made do with what I had just like trying to like fit in with the with a crowd um yeah. I actually had a little accent, so to and I had to get rid of it if I mm-hmm. wanted to like fit in. So in order to do that, I rapped along Eminem's music. So Oh, really? Yeah, I was an avid rap rap listener when I was yeah. a kid. As was um I. yeah, so I listened to Eminem. I bought like all the G-Unit <laughs> albums Yeah, yeah, B12, like I had all those guys um yeah, it was just, um, yeah, and then I, I guess fast forward to, like, when I turned 16, uh, my mom, like, kind of, like, told me and my brother that we were going to do CCD, and gotcha. I didn't really care for it that much, um, but I just went, just because, you know, it kind of made sense, like, I grew up learning about religion, and then all of a sudden, in public school here, you don't learn about religion at all. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'll do that. But I didn't know, I don't know what confirmation was. Like, I didn't know that's, that's what I was like taking the classes for. And so, yeah, yeah. Um, went to confirmation class, went to a retreat, um, went to this retreat and they had this thing called adoration, had no idea what it was, but I had a really profound moment with my brother there. Um, oh. Just like f- for the first time, like experiencing Jesus um besides like the eucharist right i remember like i even remember when i was younger i would receive the eucharist and like felt like a warm sensation i'm like okay there's something happening here but this is like way before um i knew what was going on so yeah um then i uh it was like a a long journey from like 16 all the way to 24 just to actually like live out my faith fully um I uh, pursued acting after college. I oh, moved really? out to, yeah, moved out to Los Angeles. Uh, literally, 
only by the grace of God that we found a place that was um, affordable, not even just affordable, like cheap, like it was very cheap, uh, month to month basis, had my own parking, all I had to pay for was rent and Wi-Fi, it was so cheap, um, yeah, pursued acting out there, and then hit rock bottom after like nine to 10 months <laughs> oh, um, just because I decided not to really pursue the Lord. Um, yeah. And then next thing I know, I, uh, I like wake up on my, to- after my 24th birthday. Um, and no, I'll tell him. Yeah. Yeah. I went to world youth day also. Yeah. My mom's heating up food right now. So you're going to hear the microwave. There it is. Um, so yeah. And then I remember waking up when I was 20, I turned 24 and I was super hungover and, um, I, uh, and I've been hungover before. It wasn't like anything new, but I think like the, what was new to it was like this realization of, wow, dude, you've been like drinking for a long time and just like partying all, all this time. And, um, you're in, you're in LA, you're supposed to be like pursuing your dream, but this like party lifestyle, like has a hold of you and you're not happy. And like this whole acting thing's not even like really fulfilling you at this point. Um, and so I remember like praying, like honestly in the, and after all the chaos had like gone down and just remember praying like, God, you know, I'm not happy. Fix it. It was just like a very honest prayer. And then, um, I remember, I remember net ministries in my head because I'm just going to rewind back. Sorry, I'm all over the place. Um, no, you're good. You're good. This is how I tell my this, stories too. Yeah, this is how podcast. This is how this podcast is going to be. Um, yeah, but yeah. So in 2011, um, my mom. So she played a vital role in my in my faith life because I'm going to be. I've already brought her up like yeah. multiple times. Say Monica. Um, yeah, seriously. Um, so she encouraged me and my younger brother to go to World Youth Day in Spain. And long story short, that's how I found out about Net Ministries. Um, yeah, so I met a lot of cool net alumni or like would be net alumni there. And they told me what it was like on the flight back to LAX from Madrid. And I was like, that's cool. But in my head, I'm like, dude, I'd never do that. Fast forward to when I turned 24, I applied to be a net missionary. Um, and yeah, I, uh, which that was a whole nother story and it's within itself, just like being accepted and like, um, not even knowing where Minnesota was because that's where Net Ministries is based out of. Um, yeah, it all happened really, really fast. Like I got interviewed in July. The training was in August. By the end of August, I was in Minnesota. And um, I ended up like living there for about five years doing ministry in wow. with various organizations. And fast forward to now, I'm now uh, the social media manager with The Culture Project. So... Yeah, that was really long, but that's... No, that's exactly <laughs> what I was looking for. Yeah. So that's um, fantastic. Um, so yeah. Culture Project. You, yeah, you, you culture said that. Project. <laughs> that's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, you've been... So you've been a missionary for how many years now? Eight years? No, no. Um, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. I, I mean, the Lord calls me be a missionary for that long sure um, but uh this i'm i'm entering my sixth year six years of, um, 
mission. Yeah, full time mission. So, mm. and that's yeah. that's with different various organizations, not just the Culture Project. Yeah, yeah. So I was with Net Ministries, as I mentioned earlier. I was with mm-hmm. them for three years, um, and then I did a year with St. Paul's Outreach. I did their social media, and then from there, I did Culture Project. Or I'm now doing Culture Project. And so. this is your second or third year with Culture Project? Um, so I got hired like mid-year. So I hopped on, I said yes, October 2018. First day in the office was December 2018. And then, oh. yeah, so, yeah, so I'm I'm about to enter into the second quote-unquote year. Year, okay. With the Culture Project. Gotcha, gotcha. So. Mm-hmm. Cool. So the Culture Project is an organization that focuses on what? So we focus on theology of the body, which is a teaching from St. Pope John Paul II. Um, we have a missionary program that um, I'm very, very excited about. What we do is we have um, missionaries living in community, um, di- archdiocese or dioceses, 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 uh, dioceses and vitus, diocese, <laughs> uh, various dioceses will, uh, <laughs> we're, I think we're just going to. Yeah, I think we're just going to title this podcast Diocese or Diocese. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> so they invite us over and then uh, we give presentations. We, we give three different presentations, one on human dignity, one in sexual integrity, a.k.a. chastity, and the third one on social media. Um, so, awesome. yeah, at the, at the end of the day, like our mission is what I like to say is we, we like to remind people of true and authentic love um, and that those people exist like true and authentic love exists and every single person deserves true and authentic love. Mm -hmm. Um, This that's, that's essentially what our mission is. That's awesome. You guys, um, in those, you guys break up into different dioceses, right? And you, like you said, and Mm -hmm. how do you guys choose which diocese you go to just so kind of Mm -hmm. small logistics things? Like how does that work out? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we cast lots. No, I'm just kidding. So what we do is, um, I mean, it's we, we don't go anywhere that we're not invited. Okay, yeah. You know, um, we're very obedient. If the bishop wants us, we'll come. If they don't, cool. That's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Whatever. So, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, we're Whatever. online, so you can find us there anyways. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so we get invited by the bishops, archbishops, um, and it's a whole process of just like inviting us over because we have this hub model that we, we love to implement. Um, we, we really, we're, we're not really one to like show up for one year and then peace out because with a message like this, I mean, just like any good message from Jesus, like, like the one, like catalytical events, like those big retreats are really awesome, but from what I've learned in my personal life, you need that consistent, like walking with people type Absolutely. of ministry. And yeah. um, being a, a, pers- a consistent presence in a diocese will produce a lot more fruit than just being like a one-time, one-time deal. So, Absolutely. Um, so with that said, like it's, there's a lot of moving parts, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like not every archdiocese is equipped to, to, to hold something like the culture project. Um, but like we're, we're talking to a bunch of different dioceses. The demand is high because the need is so great uh, uh, with this so. message. So, and, and that's, that's, that's all it is. Like it's nothing, it's all grace. You know, all we're doing is cooperating with the spirit and like, 
um, yeah, it's we're just responding to the need. Awesome. Because so. yeah, I was wondering, because I was like, maybe you guys were looking at the different areas that might need you guys the most, or somehow I was like, I didn't know how mm-hmm. that would have made sense, but I was thinking maybe you guys did that. But um, no, I, was, I think it's really awesome. I actually came across the Culture Project uh, my senior year in college. Um, and I just started seeing the social media posts and stuff like that. And I was like, whoa, it's kind of um, beautiful message that they're sharing. Something that yeah. something is super bold to like talk about and something hard to talk about. And like there's something there's like it was really I was really grateful to see somebody on social media, this organization on social media being so unapologetically true about it. Um, and I, I really appreciated the uh efforts that you guys are doing like the videos that you guys would put out and even the practical tips i mean i went to a catholic university like i um, I went to ave maria and mm-hmm. some of the things even applied so hard to the dating culture there you know it, it was yeah. just so <laughs> you would think a, a catholic university would have its stuff together but we in fact don't so mm. um it was really great and i wish that um I don't know, like, this message was be, was able to be, like, widespread knowledge for everybody, but obviously it's, like, you know, it's on its on, it's on to come up, and you guys are doing a great job. And, um, yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, I, I mean... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, we we don't have it all together, to be quite honest. Yeah. I mean, like, we're, we're only... We, we've only passed five years. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're all still figuring it out. Uh, we're not perfect at it. Um, but we're confident that this is exactly what the Lord wants us to do, like as individuals and as a community of people. And so that's, that's just been like the main thing that we're focusing on is, um, you know, we, we definitely want to restore the culture, but we have to begin with a single person and that's us. Like we have to begin with ourselves and then eventually, you know, the world, but we have to begin with ourselves. And so, um, we don't claim to be the answer. We're just part of the answer. Of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're making do. And like at the end of the day, we will never truly arrive <laughs> until, mm-hmm. until we see his face. So true, true, <laughs> but, true. Yeah. I think it's, I just, I, the thing about it is like, I'm a youth minister, so you know that. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to try to figure out how to appeal to the teens where they're at and meet them where they're at. Cause the, the power of social media is amazing. I mean, like that's how we met. We met through, yeah. During this mile a day in May challenge through the living person, um, Instagram account. And we just all, the, the guy, uh, Jarrell who runs it, yeah. who runs the social media just happens to be Filipino. And there's two other Filipinos doing this challenge and sharing their story mm-hmm. about it. But I mean, to say all of that to say, I mean, like there's such power in social media and yeah. trying to figure how to use that properly with the teens mm-hmm. is something like to reach them and meet them where they're at. It's, yeah. a, it's a challenging thing. And I think that mm-hmm. you guys do a really great job at, you know, not, I mean, obviously I can't speak for, I have never met, I have never gone to a talk that you guys have mm-hmm. pre- um, presented, obviously, but I can say for like the social media aspect of it all, the, the posts, the videos that you guys make, I think it does a great job for the culture, um, at least for at least the youth, if that's your audience. I mean, even young adults, really, but, you know. Mm-hmm. So no, that's what you. I loved a lot. No, thanks. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's something that we really want to implement more or 
yeah, we are implementing more of an effort to reach out. Like we just want to, we believe in this message so much, you know, and I mean, that's why we're still here. Um, and yeah, we, we're just willing. I mean, just like if you look at St. Paul, you know, back when he was in prison, like the fastest way that he could get the gospel out there was through letters. Um, and we're just doing the same thing. Just, it just looks different 2000 years later. We're just trying to be more effective and just reach more people. And at this point, you know, I mean, everyone knows this, everyone's on their phones. Um, it's the most accessible way to reach people with, with any message. Um, so yeah, we're just, we're just doing a part. (laughs) Yeah. It's awesome. And, and, And you get you're you're, you say you're the social social media manager. Mm-hmm. For the culture yep. project, so are you in charge of putting all the posts together, the videos? How's that like? Yeah, so so it's not just me. I, I work with a team as well. Um, mm-hmm. I I collaborate with our creative director and um, our missionaries as well. So a lot of our content actually comes from our missionaries, awesome. um, which is great because like you people are hearing from the missionaries who are on the field, like doing the work. Um, and all I'm doing is just like making it nice and then yeah. scheduling the posts. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, and it's been great for me cause then I get to read these posts and I get to be like fed by these missionaries, wonderful stories and, and their reflections. Um, so yeah, I mean, yes, the answer is yes. I do those things. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, cool. I, I love, like I said, I love, um, I, I, we spoke yesterday prior to mm-hmm. doing this podcast and we kind of just, you know, got to know each other a little bit more. Um, and I was telling Koji that I did youth ministry. Uh, I did social media for Steubenville youth conference in Florida mm-hmm. and was in route of getting into that field. If youth ministry did oh. end up being, um, so mm-hmm. it's cool to see that there are jobs out there in the Catholic church that include marketing and social media because, some people like are afraid to go into marketing, but you know, like, cause they're afraid to market. I, I have a friend who went to, who studied marketing and then was afraid like to find a job because they want, didn't want to market a company that went against their beliefs, you know, their Catholic mm. beliefs. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I was like, I just don't know what the availability for Catholic marketing is. And I said, yeah. I'm sure there's out there. There's a lot of beautiful organizations that need that. Um, and are trying to get better at their marketing. So mm-hmm. just look, if you want to just straight, uh, strictly look for Catholic um, Catholic companies or organizations, do that. But you know, she was afraid to like start reaching out to that. And so it's good to see that there are jobs and out, out there and available, you know, in yeah. that field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if anyone's listening and they're really into social media right now and they, they like what we do at the Culture Project, <laughs> reach out to me, like, let me know. We, we love to, I mean, we're a growing organization and we're hungry for, for more people to know about this message. And we're hungry to invite, to invite people into this community and this lifestyle that we live. And, um, yeah, if you're listening and you want to take part into this, uh, reach out. Um, yeah, we'd love, I'd love to just chat with you and just see what we can do. Um, so Yeah. So a question for you about being a missionary with the Culture Project. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what is the biggest lesson that being a missionary for the Culture Project has taught you? 
Yeah, um, that's a great question. So obviously the answer is going to be different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, for someone like me who's been on mission for a while now, um, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned is that, um, and I've been talking to a lot of people about this, is that um, we're not meant to hold back. Um, my first few months with the Culture Project was difficult just because it was a new organization for me and like adjusting and transitioning to anything new is difficult. Um, and this past June, I remember reflecting on that and like, why was I having such a hard time? Um, and I think very clearly the Lord just like revealed that um, I was holding back. I uh, wasn't allowing myself to really... And what I mean by holding back, I mean in all aspects of our lives. So for example, um, if you're going to love someone, you have to love them fully. You have to love the fact, you have to love the things that piss you off. You're going to love the fact that, you're going to love all the things that make it inconvenient for you to live your life. Yeah. And for me, that's something that the Lord was inviting me to do, was to love the Culture Project for not just the good and flashy things that we offer, but for all the unglamorous things that we do as an organization. Um, Like setting up for an event, um, moving chairs, you know, just like those things that like people don't really talk about when they're on mission. Like, oh yeah, I gave talks to like all these, this many people, but like no one really talks about the nitty gritty. I'm sure you you can relate to this as a youth minister. Like, Um, if it means like setting up chairs for an event, if it means like driving somewhere to pick someone up to just those things that need to happen. I remember just like thinking like, why do I need to do that? Like, that's not why I signed up. And, and I remember like the Lord was saying like, no, like that is part just as much as it is giving talks or making these posts for the culture project. Those little things that, irk you the most is one going to sanctify you and two is part of the mission just as much as it is like you know giving talks or whatever whatever you think you were going to get yourself into yeah and and i think it's true for all missionary organizations um we have a a a culture project alumni he was one of the first missionaries with us he actually just did his song vows um i think last a couple weeks ago He's a Benedictine monk now in Lachaud, Pennsylvania, St. Saint, Saint Vincent's Arch Abbey, Brother Cashin. Um, hey. He was talking about how, um, you know, like he was giving a talk about our first love and how and within that talk, he was talking about how the reason why the first, I'm going to butcher this and I hate that because the way he said it was so beautiful. Um, the reason why you did the culture project, the reason why you did the culture project is not the same reason why you decided to stay. Mm. Um, and I think that is so true for me is because like now for me, the culture project is so initially the culture project was this like super exciting adventure, adventurous organization, super new, very challenging. Um, this really cool organization, um, which still is, but, I came in contact with the nitty gritty like stuff that no one really wants to do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but needs to it, but it needs to happen 
in order for this organization to thrive, in order for the message of the Culture Project to reach as many ears as possible, as many hearts as possible. And for me, I think the biggest takeaway for that is I wasn't loving that aspect of it, therefore I was holding back. Mm. Um, and, and I think I was holding back because I didn't want to get hurt. Like I didn't want to be vulnerable, which is something you talk about a lot, which yeah. is great. Um, because I knew that if I love something this much, I, A, I'm not going to want to leave. <laughs> yep. yeah. And two, if they hurt me, it's going to hurt more than, than it should. Um, and so that was the invitation from the Lord was that, dude, <laughs> this is what I'm inviting you to do. He's never, he never forces you into it. Right. Yeah. Like the Lord's yeah. never like, you better do this, but it's, it's just like, inviting. Mm-hmm, like look me in the, he looks me in the eye, looks me right in my heart, sees all the shit I have in my heart. And he goes, listen, this is my invitation to you. This is an opportunity for you to learn how to love. I want you to love this organization as much as you can, as much as humanly possible. And I'll take care of the rest. And I ignored yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, ah, as a, okay. As a, good, as a good Christian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember I was in Whole Foods when I heard this. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's like buying something. I'm like, I don't know why. Like, he, he picks the most random time sometimes. I'm like, just in mid, mid-thought. I'm just mm-hmm. like, what? You know, so I just like ignored it. And I'm like, no, it's fine. But, you know, once like I came to terms with it, um, loving like the inconvenient aspects of it and knowing that these inconvenient aspects of this organization and any organization really of life or any vocation is what's going to sanctify me. And so, yeah. and as I, even as I'm saying that, like I've known of this for years, like people drill this in our heads. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, Hey, your, your vocation is going to sanctify you. Yeah, okay. I get it. But mm-hmm. like, no, like the really hard parts of the vocation that you didn't even think about, that's really what's going to sanctify you. And yeah, it's, it's becoming more real and real the longer I stay on mission. And Great. now, like I've just, you know, conversion is a lifelong um, process. And now I'm still going through that and I'm still realizing a lot of new things about myself and still knowing more about the Lord and His immense love and mercy especially through this organization. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I think you hit it right on the nose is that, you know, for me is, like you said, the, the nitty gritty stuff is what is the most challenging sometimes when it comes to ministry of any sort of mm-hmm. mission work, ministry and stuff like that. Um, I think Mother Teresa said it well um, a couple of times. She said it different, like different things. One of the things she said is like, be faithful in small things because it is in them that your strength lies. Mm. Hmm. And she also, you know, the other one is the, uh, not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. You know, in these, in these small, mundane, little, hard things that we have to do that are part of the mission, that are part of the goal, that are part of the ministry, sometimes can be a bit draining. Um, but those are the things that, you know, make it all worth it, you know. 
that put yeah. it all together that make this as you know makes this success a successful mission a, a successful event a successful a successful retreat whatever the case may be is the small things and the mundane that when we are able to find Christ and do it for Christ makes it all um i guess worth it yeah right um, yeah and it really is through through the suffering i mean that's the whole i mean jesus came to die yeah like he didn't come just in case he'll die. I mean, he will die, but like he came to be crucified. Like he yeah. came for that. Um, and like I just think back to um, all the like we talk about martyrdom a lot. I feel like especially like whenever it's someone's feast day, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and like it is by the blood of the martyrs, right? That fruit come out. And like not everyone is called to be a martyr in that sense of like dying for the faith, but like everyone is called to martyrdom even in the minuscule things of like dying yourself. And I think that is true. Um, so much more today of just like, like even the little things, not even being persecuted because of your faith, but like saying no to your preferences because, um, because that is a, a way to die to yourself and, um, yeah. And being humble enough to plant those seeds. Um, even if it's at the cost of your own blood, um, your own suffering, and also knowing that you might not even see the fruit, yeah, on in this life. So, yeah, yeah man, it sucks, but <laughs> it's it's it it it's what we're called to do, I guess. You know, and it's part of mm-hmm. part of anything when you're working for the church. It's kind yeah. of inevitable. Um, mm-hmm. you know, church working at a parish is not glamorous. Working as a missionary is not glamorous. We, we yeah obviously we're gonna sell you the stuff that are the great because there are many mm-hmm. great things in this in in the church in the ministries in the missions, but there are a lot of hardships that doesn't negate the fact that there are a lot of hardships that yeah. come with it. Um, I and mean, we're like you said, we are called to suffer like Christ. Yeah. Um, and and any time that you're working for the church or doing anything for the church or for the uh, for the for the kingdom, you know, like it's going to it's gonna suck sometimes. It's gonna cost you. Yeah. It will cost you a lot. And I don't want this to be a discouragement for anyone who's thinking about like living a life on mission. And you don't have to be a missionary to, to live a life on mission, but like mm-hmm. um if if you're listening to this and you feel called to like really give yourself to the Lord in a particular way, like um if you want to keep living your life in a mediocre sense, then don't move. Then stay where you're at. Don't take a risk. Don't um yeah, don't take that risk. If you want to stay where you're at in your nice, comfy life, um, you know, like having the approval of everyone around you, great, good for you. But I'm going to invite you to step out because like, shit, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am living a beautiful life now. And I was pursuing a life that was going to be comfortable. I was pursuing a life that, and I didn't know this at the time, but um, I was pursuing a life that was very like centered around my own needs, my own desires, my preferences. And the only place that led me was despair and emptiness. Um, yeah. But once I like switched my mindset to my life is no longer my own, I man, I, people should envy missionaries and people who work at the church. Um, 
because of the gifts that and the fruits that the Lord presents um, throughout those, like, man, just for, like, the people I've met, the stories I've, I've been able to, like, hear from all these people and just, like, the love that I've experienced from these people and the depth of, like, um, knowledge that I now know about the Lord and everything, I would not, like, trade that for anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are all fruits of my suffering and my sacrifice and other people's prayers and other people's sacrifice. The fact that people have been, have continued to love me despite my, my brokenness, like, like I, I have a God that will love me despite my brokenness and my, my lack. Mm-hmm. And we have a world that says the only way you receive love is if you're perfect and if you're good and if you're, X, Y, and Z, but like our message is very clear. You don't, you don't need to earn this love. Like this love is freely given and it is like directed towards you specifically. And so what a, what an honor to be part of the vineyard, like what an honor it is. And so, yeah, I mean, dude, I know you see that as a youth minister, like Gosh, yeah. dude, I don't envy youth ministers. <laughs> 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 you know, like I do not envy you guys. I'm like, oh my gosh, they have to deal with like parents who say that like soccer is more important than the sacraments or like, yeah. which, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not a parent. So if you're a parent, you're listening to this and you're mad at me, that's fine. That's but <laughs> you'd be mad at me too, because I hate it. <laughs> like, yeah, I hate it. Um, yeah. I gotta say like, uh, um, like you said, like um, just kind of learning to, who's it Saint Ignatius? It says like teach us to love and not count the cost, oh, something man. to that effect. Um, and that's the, the that's the whole thing. Like you, you said that you're going to be like you were on route to live a comfortable life. My parents wanted mm-hmm. me to be a doctor, an accountant, so yeah. I could be comfortable in life and provide for my family. But I chose otherwise, and it it, it mm-hmm. stressed them out for a long time. Like why <laughs> would you choose something that doesn't pay well? Um, yeah. Because my reward is not here, and it's mm. not in money. And don't, and don't get me wrong, I I do have to think about financial. That's part of the, that's part of living in this world. You have to, but I don't let my my life revolve around it. And mm-hmm. that's a thing that you know my parents have a struggle with is knowing knowing that uh, mm-hmm. nowadays they're more uh, uh, um, supportive of what I do, and I'm so yeah. grateful for that because they under like they understand why I love youth ministry so much. And mm. like you said, it's hard and people, there's, it's a hard, um, sell for some people and some yeah. youth ministers go into it after they get out of college and then leave it after a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just been something in me that's been like this call to do something. And yeah, it's the, the hard parts are, you know, having to deal with the parents and having yeah. to teach them that there's an importance and, you know, bringing their kids to yeah. here, but it's also important for them to teach their kids at home. And mm-hmm. to reflect the same thing that we teach them at home. Yeah. If they're not doing that, they're not doing their job, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But then they get mad at us when their kid doesn't, um, you know, if we put make one event that's not on the regular time. Oh, why are you doing this? Like, my kid has this. Or, like, mm-hmm. um, you're only supposed to do, you're only supposed to have them for mass on Sunday and then <laughs> one day throughout the week for faith formation. I was like, the faith does not take breaks. Especially mm. during the summer, and it's—I mean, yeah—it's—it's it's a hard thing, and those yeah. are the, for us, for us youth ministers, sometimes those are our biggest crosses and the things that we have to deal with. Um, mm-hmm. 
And so mission work, ministry in the church, whatever the case may be, like you said, it's not glorious or beautiful or full of flowers all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is obviously a a great reward. And um, like you said, we won't arrive until we actually get there to heaven. Mm -hmm. Um, But we do our best and what we can do as, as people who work for the church and work for the vineyard. And, and it's Mm. something that's so beautiful and very unique, um, to, to us who, who do that because, I mean, you can do that. You can do great things with your lay jobs. It's all made. And there's many faithful Catholics that I know that have lay jobs and do the best that they can and showing, reflecting the love of Christ to the coworkers that don't know Christ and stuff like that. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, but it's like like it is like it's hard sometimes to love your family because you're so close to them. Like I said before, like sometimes it's the hardest to minister to my family. Yeah, um, it's the same thing. It's harder sometimes to minister to those in the church. Yeah, um, versus ministering to those out there in the world. Yeah, you know, and that's the whole. That's that's something that is a caveat that comes with it. I guess another thing, you know, mm-hmm. is just everyone's so comfortable. And yeah. wants wants to be comfortable, and we're not called to be comfortable. You know, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> sucks. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so for those of you who are wondering how we're actually doing this, just a little side note: Koji and I are FaceTiming, so I can hear what he's saying, and he's recording on your iPhone. Yeah, my voice memo. And he's recording on a voice memo on a pair of headsets, and yeah, it works. We tried it yeah. out before we did it. And it sounds great. So, yeah. Despite all yeah. the background noise that we both have, like I have my mom that was just <laughs> cooking food in there. He had his mom cooking food in there, and so, you know what? It's again, it's not, it's not always glamorous. So, yeah. <laughs> nor is this podcast. Yeah. So, That's you know, we we wanted originally the whole idea was we we're going to talk about the chastity, the chastity portion of the culture project and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I love how it transitioned to something like about just being missions and working for the church because. That's something that I don't actually think ever gets really talked about, you know, mm. yeah. um, just like the nitty gritty. So yeah. I, I think that it had a turn for a turn for the good. You know, I think the Lord definitely yeah. guided that conversation to where it needed to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, even like with vocations, like people like glamorize uh, marriage all the time. Right. Like that's. Yeah. And people like get super hung up on that. And then I'm talking, I'm talking to like one of our staff members, she's married and she's got a couple kids and she's like, you know what? Like, I love, I love my family. I love my children. Like this is my vocation and I absolutely love it. But man, the single life was awesome. Yeah. Like you can travel whenever you want. You can do whatever you can do, whatever you want. Really? You got, <laughs> You just answer to yourself, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, yeah, don't sin, yeah. but like, just, you know, like do the thing that you want to do, like things that are life-giving to you and there's no consequence, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. like all the experiences that I've had, like, I remember after net, <laughs> I really thought I was going to be married like right after. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I love super, how you laughed at that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Super prideful, super like unrealistic expectations of like, oh, dude, like this is this is my mindset. Like, dude, I'm a guy that just did like three years on net. Like, 
I'm like formed, <laughs> you know, like I am formed, bro. Like I am so good. Like, like who's not going to want to date this? Like I was like <laughs> legit, like such a little prick. Um, and, and as I started like dating and like pursuing, I was like, wow, I ain't, nope, no, this is not, nope, just kidding. Um, and the, the, the longer I like stayed with that and just like really, you know, like pursuing the Lord and just like also like continuing to discern that I'm like, wow, like I learned a lot from all my failures, um, which is great, but I just love those conversations that I've had with like all these married people of like, dude, like it sucks. Like yeah. at times it's like, dude, you got a mortgage, you got kids, like yeah. you can't sleep the first year, like of, of of a kid being there, like, yeah, it's, it's the real thing, you know? And you got to so. always constantly give out, you know, you have yeah. to constantly give as parents, like it's, <laughs> the, it's a thing. And like, we, I have to do it as a youth minister. You have to do it as a missionary, mm-hmm. but not at the constant basis that a parent do. Oh, yeah. Mary, I mean, not even parents, a like married couple does like they have to mm-hmm. constantly give to each other for it to be a fruitful and beautiful uh, marriage. Right. Yeah. And our culture, like, is it glory has glorified divorce you know mm-hmm. like if it's not working out once you stop you know you don't feel like it's worth it anymore if you don't want to give yeah. anymore just cut it off divorce it yeah and it's the saddest thing because you know um you know as missionaries as as um as people who work for the church and whoever like as just a human person as a catholic mm-hmm. like you always constantly have to give um, yeah. and so this is really our training to become mm-hmm. You know, if we if we're called to be in marriage, you know, it's a training. As, even if you're called to be religious, like you have to constantly yeah. give if you're religious as well. Like mm-hmm. these are the tr- the the stepping stones for our vocations, and 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 so people who are single, like enjoy your singlehood and and, yeah. and learn to love yourself, but mm-hmm. also to be able to give to others around you, to your friends, to your peers, to your family, to your job. Especially because mm-hmm. sometimes your jobs in the mundane can be really, really draining and really exhausting. But know that when you are able to continuously live despite that, you're training yourself to be a better spouse for your future, yeah, future uh, husband or wife. So yeah, no, um, seriously, just continue yeah. to. I don't know it's harder. It's easier said than done. I Obviously, know. I can preach to the choir all the day, but. <laughs> once i get in the car and somebody cuts me off i'm gonna be upset you know like, oh for sure dude. you know so yeah um but yeah man koji thanks for coming on yeah dude anytime i i honestly feel like we can do another podcast too if you dude, want like, i'm down anytime like i'll just hit you up now that we we've established this that we're able to do this across the where yeah. we are this yeah. works perfectly so mm-hmm. Any last words for the guests, for the people who are listening? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like we hit on a lot of like heavy topics. <laughs> yeah. yeah <we laughs> Unintentionally. Did. I'm like, yeah. whoa, we're going deep. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, if people, people can always like hit me up. I'm on social media 24-7 because I'm addicted. Um, <laughs> yeah, hit me up on Instagram at Koji Deramos. Um, I'm on Instagram mostly. I'm also on Facebook. Uh, I have a YouTube channel as well. Uh, I haven't done anything there, but if you want to see my face, that's me. Um, <laughs> and also, um, yeah, 
hit up the culture project look us up we're we're about a great work we're trying to definitely we're restoring the culture one person at a time mm-hmm. starting with ourselves and yeah we need we need more people to be on board and to pray for us as we continue to serve the diocese and just um the country that we serve in um we also shout out to our sister um branch in australia so we have a culture project in australia oh i didn't know um, that yeah so hit them up we we got to hang out with them for two weeks in june they visited us and Super amazing cool. amazing people they're so fun like i was like man i like when they when we found out that they were coming we we're like oh that's cool we're just like really indifferent about it mm. and then we met them and i was like wow i'm like I love these people. Like yeah. I, I want them to come back every year. Yeah. Um, Are they so also fun. under the name of Culture Project? Yeah, it's the okay. Culture Project. Like same logo. Gotcha. Um, so it's like, just oh, Australia. Oh, that makes sense because you guys are Culture Project International, right? Isn't that what? Yes, it exactly. That makes sense now. I didn't yeah. understand that. So. Yeah. So I know you got listeners from all over the globe. So if you're uh, if you're a listener and uh, I actually have London, a, a listener from India. No way. I, I saw my uh, my thing on like. Um, yeah, the high stats or whatever. Yeah, analytics, whatever. Yeah. I saw, I was like, oh, United States, Canada, and then India. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that was super cool. So we That's are awesome. We, this living ardently is now international, it's international baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and um, subscribe to Adrian's uh, podcast. Please, 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 like comment and like. Put a star on it because that will help with traction. Um, Hopefully, five stars. Yeah, put five stars. If not, I'm gonna slap you. Um, <laughs> let's see what else. What else? Um, yeah, I'm trying to be like lighthearted now because we went. I'm trying to compensate for like how, <laughs> how deep I went. So I'm like, all right, let's, let's uh, let me just be a happy-go-lucky little Filipino boy here. Um, yeah, man. I don't know what else, but we're. I don't know when you're going to publish this, but we're still looking for men to serve for the culture project. For sure. We would love, we would love to, to invite you over. Um, if you're listening to this and you feel like you should be applying, don't hesitate because you are upsetting God's plan for your life. Mm. Wow. That's really deep as well. God's um, plan. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, um, when, that's when it, is, man. When is that? Do you like, do you guys have a deadline for applications or anything like that? You know what? I'm not sure, okay. but our training starts in September. So gotcha. Um, yeah. So now, so do it <laughs> you, now. No matter when you decide, because this will be yeah. this will be either next this following Monday or a couple Mondays from now. But yep. once you listen to this, this consider this as your sign that you're looking exactly. Thecultureproject.org/apply. Do it the now. Thecultureproject.org/apply. Um, what is it again? thecultureproject.org slash apply. Yeah, I tried. I want to make sure I said that right. <laughs> the culture project. I think if you say I it love seven it. times, I think it comes, it becomes in your head. Yeah, I think if you say it seven times, you're straight and like without hesitation, I think you'll be accepted automatically to the yeah. culture project. So yeah. keep that in mind. Um, but also just a, a disclaimer, this wasn't supposed to be a, a recruiting thing it just kind of happened so. yeah no this was not the intention of that <laughs> i just wanted him to come and talk and then we talked about the culture project and then yeah yeah mission yeah, work and, and no that is not gonna be all sunshine and butterflies but nope it makes it beautiful it adds to the sunshine to the scenery you know what i mean yeah 
Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. I love, I love this stuff. Um, oh, I also have a podcast. Yeah, I haven't like done anything um, just because I've been just concentrating so much on the culture project stuff right now. And um, yeah, man, just keep on the, be on the lookout. Yeah, we're doing we're doing good stuff. So, yeah, so yeah. follow the culture project. Follow Koji at Koji de Ramos on Instagram. Do you have a Twitter? Nothing, though. I do, but it's very uh, uh, deserted right now. Yeah. Um, I only but, go there when I, I really can't say anything else on Instagram. So I go on Twitter and say something yeah. that I shouldn't say. Actually, don't follow mm. me on Instagram. Please don't. Okay. <laughs> I mean, don't follow me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nothing inappropriate, but, but it's like... Yeah. You know. That's funny because like my last tweet was kind of like that. I was like, I wouldn't put this on Instagram right now. But, <laughs> so I'm going to tweet it. So... Yeah, Twitter's like Twitter's so bad, dude. Yeah, Twitter's terrible. All the stuff that it gets me so yeah. upset. That's why I stay I off know. Of it. Yeah, yeah. Even Catholic Twitter pisses me off. I'm like, yeah, oh, Catholic Twitter's. If you out. don't know about Catholic Twitter, please don't yeah. try to find out about Catholic Twitter. Uh, now they're gonna find out about it. I mean, there is some good stuff, but for the most part, it's like y'all need to chill out. It's just um, as bad as the regular internet. That's yeah, 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 yeah. And don't go um, on the app store looking for Catholic Twitter because that doesn't exist. It's just no, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be so funny. No, that's that's huge copyright. Um, yeah, huge copyright. But also, yeah, follow us on Instagram, like our posts, please, please, like. You guys engage. have a YouTube channel, right? Oh yeah, we have a YouTube channel. Yeah, we pump out videos very often. Um, yeah, and their videos are awesome. A lot of awesome. great resources. Yeah, we like stuff that like our missionaries talk about. I'm like. I didn't even know that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, like, did you know that? I didn't know that. Uh, like yeah. that's that was a game changer for me. So they also put up some practical tips in when it comes to just being a man, a, a woman, mm-hmm. dating stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like really cool practical tips that you can use in your day to day as to be a man or to be a better woman or to mm-hmm. be a better boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever the case yeah. may be. They have some great videos, so go check them out yeah. on YouTube as well. Yeah, we're also going to pump out a Culture Project podcast soon. So be on the lookout for that. Um, I'll let your boy if you need a guest. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, pray for us because it's going to be, you know, just another realm that we really want to be able to be present and spread this message. So podcasting world is growing a lot. So yeah, it pisses me off because I'm like, oh, not saturated. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember when YouTube was not saturated at all. My views were like yeah. 10,000 views. I'm like, yeah. You were getting 10,000 like, views? Yeah, I did some like music videos and like just like really like dumb stuff. That's and really funny. This was like 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10, 11 years ago. So, um, yeah. I have, I have a YouTube as well, but um, it's all my like old video projects that I did in high school because I was in TV yeah. production. Oh, there you um, go. It's some good videos. I mean, I get a laugh out of them. Maybe you could laugh at yeah. them. So you can, you can go to Adrian the Asian yeah. on YouTube and check that what out. What is it? Adrian the Asian. Nice. But it's nice. A-Z-N, not Asian. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. It has to be, right? It has to be, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, so if you want to follow them, please do follow them on social media, um, whether you want to or not. Go follow the Culture Project, go follow Koji. If you want to follow Living Ardently on social media, you can follow us on Instagram at Living Ardently. You can also find us, um, if you want, you can email us anything that you want to say. If you have any questions, some remarks, um, I'm always open to any uh, 
corrections of or suggestions on how to make this podcast better. So if you have any of those, you can DM that to the Living Ardently Instagram, or you can send us an email at, um, not at, it's livingardently at outlook.com. You can also follow me personally at It's Only Adrian. That's my personal account. You can follow me there. You'll see my life as a youth minister, my daily posts and stuff like that. And if you have any suggestions or comments, concerns, or questions, or any suggestions on topics that you want me to talk about, you can send them there as well in DMs or emails, whatever the case may be. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, like Koji said, please leave a review um, and leave a comment or whatever the case may be. And if you're not following and subscribe to the podcast, please do. Pod, subscribe on uh, pod, on Apple, subscribe on Spotify, Google, wherever you're listening on. Just do it. You'll get notified every time I post. But yeah, um, like I said, thanks for listening. Hopefully this helps you in some way, shape, or form. If you're praying about being a missionary or working for the church, understand that it's a beautiful thing and it's sometimes hard, but it's a wonderful uh, call to follow if this is what you think that you might be called to. And um, until next time, keep living ardently. Take care.